back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 3, Episode 12, New York City Serenade, which is the first episode of Season 3B. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. We've got two stories this time, which are separated by one year. In the enchanted forest of one year ago, our heroes arrive and attempt to settle back into their home, Snow Charming and Regina uniting to lead. Belle and Neil want to resurrect Rumpel. Regina is struggling with the loss of Henry and tries to rip out her own heart. Snow convinces her that what Henry wanted most was for Regina to be happy and that Regina needs to work through the loss. Robin Hood then saves them from a flying monkey. And they discover that the castle has been taken over by a new enemy, the Wicked Witch of the West. In New York of present day, Emma's boyfriend Walsh proposes to her As she struggles with her feelings and whether or not to say yes, Hook continues to try to convince her that her parents need her help. After sending her to Neil's old apartment, she discovers photos that can't be explained and she drinks the memory potion that Hook gives her and remembers who she is. Hook, Neil, and Emma head to Storybrooke, but before they do, Emma has to break things off with Walsh, who is actually a flying monkey. In Storybrooke, Emma finds that Charming and Snow remember nothing about the past year or how they got back. Roger, what did you think of this episode? I consider this episode the first episode of Act 2 of Once Upon a Time. So kind of the first, what we've seen so far has been all about redemption. This is kind of the first part of the like happy ending saga, I would call mm, it. Okay. Um, and so I know that this is one of your favorite episodes, so I feel like we should flip it. And why don't you tell me why this is the ninth rated episode on IMDb? Oh, it was? I didn't remember that it was that high. Um, I do not know that I would say this is a top ten episode, but I really like this episode. It's one of the episodes that I, like, think about a lot. Um, I think it's a really exciting start to 3B. Uh, They introduce a lot of mystery here. I think what Emma, both Emma and Regina are struggling with is really interesting. But I do wish, I think... They, like, drop a lot of hints about the villain in the early parts of the episode, and I don't think that they needed to show us who it was yet, and I wish they hadn't done that. Oh, interesting. I I don't understand how this is rated that high. I don't think it's a bad episode, but it doesn't have the same appeal to me that, let's say, like, the pilot did, where it set up so many things. I was like, ooh, I want to know all these answers. Um, I think you're right. Showing the villain this early probably answered... That's actually my biggest complaint is that too many questions were answered quickly. I don't like Emma getting her memory back in half the episode. Like, we just we just reset right back to where we are. She's already run into her parents. It's like it too much too quickly on this episode for me was the problem. I do think Henry not knowing is kind of an interesting mm-hmm. inversion. Yeah, I mean, the episode's good. I wouldn't say good. I'd say the episode is fine. It doesn't bother me, but I don't think this is the a great episode like I had been led to believe. I actually think that this episode does something that you were interested in seeing in in like season one like i i think it was important that emma got her memory back because i don't think we needed to watch more of her and henry being happy in new york it just (laughs) made the transition harder but like the the fact that henry doesn't have his memory back and now she and also all of the people in storybrook have they remember who they are but they like don't remember anything that happened since they left so there's kind of a lot of like 
partial memory trying to like work through things and keep things from other people i think that'll be interesting to work through i think it would have been if we were going back to storybrook i actually think it would have been interesting with both of them still have the amnesia and then all of these people in their lives are essentially working to get them to remember who they are because mm. the one thing that we've never gotten the charmings have always talked about this is that we missed everything mm -hmm. well this is like the first time that you get to be introduced newly to your daughter because last mm. time you were away or you were cursed and she was already a grown woman. So it would have been nice for them to like show them the adventures or tell them the stories. And we could have even done it like flashbacks. Could have been just them telling Henry and Emma stories. How would you have gotten Emma to Storybrooke without waking her up? I don't know. How did Henry do it? Hook could have kidnapped him. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Honestly, the other thing that I guess they did answer a question I'd asked. Does she remember Neil? Yeah. I Neil would have been the impetus for this on me. I would have said Neil's going to bring her back. Mm. Because she does know him. He is the one link that she does still know. Now, she hates him, mm -hmm. but she does remember him. I was a little... Um, I have a note here. Uh, I mean, they only had so much time, and Regina yeah. built them this very nice life. Yes. Could she not have, like, I don't know, written some nicer things about Neil? <laughs> well, I don't think the memories go back that far. I think what she added was essentially after what our Emma already had. Well, that's had. not true because Emma never gave up Henry. So I know, but they I have memories of being together. But it's from that point. I think that's the timeline change. I see. Yeah. So I everything see. that happened before then is already it's just still already happened. Yeah, and I think she she changed that like the the fixed mm -hmm. point in time. That's the point that she flipped. I see. And also, it would seem cruel to erase Neil. I don't know that they needed to erase him. I mean, I guess they could have killed him, but that also seems pretty cruel. I don't know that that's not any crueler. <laughs> also, that's a weird conversation. Hey, please kill Neil for me. <laughs> It'll be easier than... Uh, that is what Emma wanted. She says that in the Echo Cave. I wish true. you were dead. She does dead. say that. I don't exactly know where we should start. I guess we should start in the Enchanted Forest. It's chronologically the time. <laughs> okay, because it is in the past... When they land, that is a year in the yeah, past. It says one year ago. So that's screen. right after what happened. In yeah, the last it's, it was like moments. Okay. Before David's and bloody shirt. David's bloody shirt is uh, the timing because they all like arrived as they were when they left the enchanted forest last time, thirty years ago or whatever. He's not dying on the floor that's this time. True, though. he's not. But Snow's hair magically grew. Yep. Regina's got evil clothes on again. Boobs. Regina's got her boobs on. Yeah. Regina's got her boobs on. It's like in the Pacific Northwest how you say, like, the mountain is out. The boobs are the out. The boobs are out. The mountains are out. Um, mm -hmm. Also, <laughs> uh, they're not back where they were, which I found That's interesting. That's true. They all kind of popped up in different places. I wonder if it, like... Because they popped up, it seems like they popped up with the people that they were with when they left. Yeah, well, Belle should have been in a jail cell. No, I mean, when they left Storybrooke. Oh. Like, they were, like, in groups, probably. Because, like, Regina, Snow, Charming, Neil, Belle, the dwarves, like, they're all together. Because they were standing at together the at the line. town line. Yeah. Um, so I wonder, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was just, it pulled I mean, those are weird. We'll talk about that, yeah. Um... We, so we start with um, some people that we didn't think we would see again, Philip and Aurora. I'm already tired of them again. I know. Why do they keep popping them up like this? I don't know. Where's uh, Mulan, by the way? I don't know. Well, she left. She joined the 
Merry Men, and apparently she's gone now. It was like uh, I would agree that she joined the Merry Men, but the Merry Men are here. I was also led to believe by the credits that um, Red Riding Hood was going to be yes. in this episode, and she was not. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was disappointing. Um, we did get, I thought it was interesting, we kind of got a similar, um, like the start of the two stories was very similar to season one. Yes. So we've got like the person riding on a horse, and then also in the real world, or in New York, Emma, like, walking in heels is also the first thing that we see. Going on a date. Yep, going on a date. Mm -hmm. Um, In a red coat. In a red coat. Roger and I agreed that this coat is red. Unlike her pink dress. No, the dress is red. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Please, please, listeners, email us and confirm that it is pink. Thank you. Twiceuponatimepod (laughs) at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Um... They're talking about this mystery woman who somehow has needs to know information that these people have arrived. I, I don't know. Um, and Aurora is kind of being a jerk a little bit. I, I, I didn't take this as negatively as you did in the sense of this is a show about giving your children the best chance. And if they are afraid that this woman has threatened their child, I think most people would pick their child over, you know, friends. Sure, but like a per- as we've stated in many cases, a person like that probably doesn't care about you at all, and it oh. would probably be better to be aligned with the other people that are clearly going to be fighting against her. It's not up to us to save them. Jesus, Aurora. That is the Aurora we know. Though, weirdly enough, she like reverted back to who she was before because she, yeah. I also love how they just hand wave the ogre problem. They're like, oh yeah, those are gone. We took care of them. No more What? Hand-waving things around here? <laughs> it's all right. We'll definitely talk about Snow's Heart of Darkness here soon. Yep. No problem. Uh, also, it's... What was it? It's less than a day's ride from here. We got the literal quote is where the Queen's Castle is. Apparently, Regina slash Snow's Castle is less than a day's ride from Aurora and Philip's land. Why? I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. That doesn't and, make sense. And he was writing, and we, we start the episode with Philip writing from somewhere, and she says, you're late. So he was writing somewhere from less than a day's ride to get to Aurora. I guess they were having a little picnic in the gazebo. Yeah. As you do. As one does. As, As you do when there's a monster living in the Queen's Castle that has threatened your baby. You yeah. just have picnics in the gazebo. That's the way you handle it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. Um... So, I also, like, we get a little couple of Regina barbs here. Why is she pregnant and I'm the one who's sick? Beautiful. <laughs> it reminds me of um, when Charming and Snow, kind of like, uh, as you called it, uh, was getting macked on. And <laughs> Regina was like, what I wouldn't give for another sleeping yes. curse. Yeah. Uh, we get some good Snow and Regina time in this episode, which I appreciate. Uh she convinces Regina that they all need to join forces uh, to lead everyone who's scared and confused. They need hope. We get some hope speeches from Snow. I'm a bit confused. If the Ogre's War is over, what are they leading them for? Well, I mean, just in general, they need a leader. Like, but it's not like it's not do. wartime. Yeah, well, and they, I mean, they all got ripped away from their from Storybrooke. And I think the other thing that like we often don't talk about. I know Leroy has a big mouth and he can spread the news, but like a bunch of these people probably had no fucking idea that this was happening. They just like all of a sudden were like, oh, cool. 
a cloud of magical smoke. What's going to happen this time? And now they're all of a sudden back in the Enchanted Forest. What a weird timeline. You had 28 years of fake memories, about, let's say, a year of real memories, and then you're right back to where you started. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Mandatory therapy with Archie. Go. Or the cricket. The cricket, yeah. He's now a cricket that everyone can understand, even though he speaks only cricket. It's very weird. Yeah. You want to go to Regina and Snow? Sure, that seems good. <laughs> I like the scene where Regina is in the woods trying to bear her heart. I think that's a very appropriate... That's exactly the way I expect someone like Regina to handle loss that she can't deal with. Yeah. I mean, it is very reminiscent of how her mother dealt with feelings that she didn't know what to do with. It's not for the same reason. Yeah. But it is it is uh like too much emotion, don't know what to do with. Well, Regina's is I don't know how to process it and I can't live like this. Yeah. Cora's was this is getting in the way of what I want, yes. which is very it's different. It's very it's very different reasons, but yes. similar action. Yeah. Um and snow <laughs> no matter how much pain you may feel, you can't just bury your heart in the woods. You won't feel better, you won't feel anything. I don't know that I agree with that quote. Really? She will feel better. I don't know that like... So for her it makes sense because she will always find Charming. If Charming were legit dead, she isn't going to ever feel better. But it won't It won't make her feel better. It will make her feel nothing. Nothing so is like, better than negative. Maybe in the short term. But in the long term you wouldn't ever be able to feel happy. So you'd always just kind of feel that nothing. It's like having a hole in your heart. Yeah. But if the argument is that I will never be, and that is what Regina believes, and it may be true, if I will never be happy without this, like, again, if Snow never could have Charming, the argument might be nothing is better than miserable. Mm. Well, she really convinces her with the one thing that Henry always wanted was for Regina to find happiness. Yeah, no, she does. And which she's like, all right, I'll give it a shot. It's kind of like Rumpel trying to honor his son's last wishes. Regina's trying to honor what Henry would wish yeah. for her. Um. Also, top costume, Regina's cloak is so cool. It has, like, feathers on the collar, and then it has this, like, She has weird... a collar? Yeah. Yeah, there, there is something above her chest. I was... um, no, I did notice the cloak. And it has really this, cool. like, swooshy black pattern on the... It's very cool. I don't believe that is what she was wearing when the curse hit, though. I do think it is, actually. Is it? Mm -hmm. Okay. I thought she was in her other queen garb. I don't... I think this is what she was wearing. Yeah. Because it's the feathery. I, like, remember her in the carriage when the smoke is coming. Yeah. And she's got, like, the feathery cloak okay. on. I don't know. I mean, I don't remember seeing Not the dress. Not 100%. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I know Dave is wearing what he was wearing. He, yep. And then he somehow finds princely garb and they get all these horses. I don't Where know. Where did this come from? I have no idea. Maybe Philip and Aurora gave it to them. I guess their kingdom isn't that far away. Um, yeah. It's less than a day's ride, as we know. And when she puts her heart back in, the look on her face. She's crying. It's so sad. Yeah, see, that that scene is why I think nothing is better than that. She's just in despair right But now. she is also ready. Like, she she I, she calls it our castle, which I think is really nice. Yeah, she does. <laughs> uh, and then... Oh, actually, I like that conversation that they had to begin with about uh, Regina's castle. And then she's like, and we're taking it back. And she's like, I did marry into this. <laughs> Which is kind of a funny line because she did marry into it. Technically, I guess, is it? Her? We never actually answered, is it her or Snow's castle? It, it, I mean, following most monarchy rules, it should be Snow's castle. And 
Regina would be awarded a queen regent place to live. Maybe the castle that she lived in. Maybe. Um, Monarchy rules, does it go to the um, daughter, though? Well, if there's no son. Sometimes. (laughs) That's what I was unclear of, because usually it's always the firstborn male. Yeah, I mean, he didn't appear to have any male siblings. Um, Leopold? Yeah. I don't think so. Um, And... I mean, sometimes it just depends. Yeah. I mean, we've we've had female British monarchs yeah. as far back as fifteen forty something. If Henry were here, would he be the rightful heir to the throne? Um, only if only if we agree that Snow was no, because it would it passes through. So, like, if we don't agree that Snow is the rightful heir to the throne, then Henry is not. Monarchy would definitely not accept adoption as a... Huh. Even if the queen said, this is my son. I mean, maybe. Who, the... who knows in I this know. fake in this well, fake monarchy? I mean, like, even in a real marketing, right? Like, because the king and queen, their word is essentially the word of God. So if I say this person is my son, it doesn't really matter what you believe. That is the new rule of law. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Henry might have two claims to the throne. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he does. We've gone off track. We have. Sorry. Thank you for listening to our TED Talk on monarchy. <laughs> um, and then they get attacked by a flying monkey. I did not like this scene. This was ridiculous. <laughs> it's really scary looking. Uh, yeah, but the am monkey. I supposed to believe that Regina, the evil queen, can't handle one fucking monkey? Yeah, okay. The... the Yes. I understand that the fireball might not work. Sure. Like, it is very fast, and sure. fireballs, they don't move that quickly. Yeah. And you agreed. have to, like, conjure them. But, like, why can't she just, like, poof. Poof it. Yeah. And maybe she would have. Yeah. Like, it It kind of grabs her, and I, like, snow grabs her, and then they fall, and maybe Regina had another plan. And they then... even have the thing where she says, I'm open to suggestions. So it made it sound like she didn't know what to do. Yeah. Like, I just don't buy that this woman, who is a pretty... Where we say the two most powerful users of magic, and now Rumple's dead. So she is the like definitive magic wielder, and she can't t- like a swarm of monkeys. I get it. One fucking monkey. That's true. Come know. on, like this is almost back to season two, Regina. She's like she can't do anything. I'm like the evil queen would have whooped his ass. Even after no, I don't run from monsters. They run from me. Badass line. Badass line. <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of ridiculous. Um, but then Robin and Regina meet, and they don't really like each other. Very much remind me of Snow and Charming there. Yeah, they've got they've got some uh, a superb aggressive tension going on. I mean, Robin actually isn't aggressive. No, he's very polite. He's very polite, and he's a gentleman. Regina is almost doing the schoolgirl thing. Yeah, where it's like. I'm going to be as mean as possible to you to hide the fact that I'm kind of into you. Does it surprise you that that is how Regina would react to this situation? A little bit. She isn't this aggressive most of the time. Right, but when she's 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 having all these big feels yeah. about Henry. She's yeah. mad in That's general. True. She's lashing out. And the last time that she like felt something for someone, she... Well, the last time, I don't know, arguably, who knows how she actually felt about Graham. She felt something, and she had to crush his heart. What she felt was his penis. <laughs> you mean city council meetings? Yes. Uh-huh. I don't actually think she felt anything for Graham. Hmm. If, you... if she felt nothing, I, I, I don't know that she would have chosen a single person. Why? I don't know. 
How many young, attractive males do you think were in Storybrooke? That's a good point. That's a good point. Charming's in a coma. She probably would have chose him if he were awake. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and later, Snow kind of ribs her on it. She's like, he's kind of cute, huh? Well, they have an interaction where she says something I had it handed or something like that, and he says something like, a thank you would suffice. <laughs> yes. Well, he's also very chill about yeah. the fact that she's the evil queen. Like, as far as he knows, she's the evil queen. He goes to help her up and says, my lady, and she hits him with the, it's your majesty. Like, yeah. look, you just got saved from a flying monkey you can't handle. Don't try to correct him on title right now. And Snow just is like, I'll take the help. Thank you. <laughs> that kind of reminded me of um, the granny conversation with Emma. If you don't get on, I will. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the same because obviously she's not, like, right. interested in that. she's not pursuing him. Um, I also love that when Snow said that he was cute, Regina said, he smells like forest. <laughs> That's such a great line! <laughs> and she looks disgusted at the... But I, I, I asked you about this, like, where Snow seems to start ribbing her. It's like she... Um, remember how when she says to Emma, like, you kissed Hook? Why? It's almost like that again. I was like, I don't know that I'd seen anything from Regina that indicated she liked him. Other, I mean, like, we as the viewer have backstory, obviously, about the whole, like, lion tattoo and all that. But I don't know that anything happened here that implied that. Okay, I think a couple things might be happening here. One, Snow actually does know Regina quite well. Sure. And she might be reading into this, like, schoolgirl behavior. Mm, okay. Two, she's probably trying to distract Regina from the crushing weight of losing Henry. And, like, Robin is just, like, objectively attractive. (laughs) Like, it's not that weird for two women, regardless, like, two married women or two women that, like, aren't interested in anyone to be like, that dude's hot. Did you see that dude? He's hot. That's how you guys talk about men? You just objectify us as we're walking around? Women, too. That's terrible. You guys should feel ashamed of yourself for that. Men would never talk about that. Of course not. (laughs) Men would never talk about Regina's boobs or... The mountains? uh, The mountains, you know. No, that's ridiculous. I tried to get through that without laughing. I, I really like when they do the, like, not sisterly, but, like, they have, like, a friendship. Really. It feels sisterly yeah. to me. It, even though they're stepmom and daughter, uh-huh. they, they often feel like sisters. In the same way that um, Emma and Mary Margaret did in year one, like, they feel like sisters. Because they had these like, conversations you would have with, like, a close friend or a sister, but not like a, like, I don't think you would be talking about your mom about, like, hey, that guy's hot. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, also the line that Regina hits little John with show some respect or restraint at the buffet table. I don't know. I don't know that I like that one. We don't need to be fat shaming people. That's exactly what Regina would do. <laughs> that is the exact kind of line Regina would do. You're right. Would hit. That is exactly what Regina would do. Yeah, she would make, she's going to make short jokes, fat jokes. If you had any sort of like, uh, impairment, she would make that joke. Like he, Dwarf jokes. I mean, they make hook jokes all the time. They do make hook jokes all yeah, the time. Yeah, I mean, that. if we're going to say fat shaming's over the line, we got to take back a lot. Filet the bitch is kind of bad, too. Yeah, yeah, it is. It so. is. Um, she's just so mean. I know. She's really mean. It's great. Also, that arrow. Boy, Robin just doesn't miss. He was in, That monkey was in the air and holding Regina, and he hit it perfectly, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can shoot an arrow... And split an arrow shaft with an arrow. Are you referencing the men in tights thing? That's... Or is that an actual lore? It's like lore? literally called a Robin Hood. No shit. <laughs> Damn, he really is good. Yeah. Okay. 
I thought that was purely a joke in Men and Tits. I had no idea that was part of the Robin Hood lore that he can actually. I mean, there's definitely some like crazy shit that happens in Robin Hood Men and Tights. Like, I think he does it while it's in midair and wobbly. Like, that's not a no. He does the thing like after the script, and then he like takes out a thing. It like shoots it around. Yeah, Yeah, like a homing missile. Yeah, obviously. Okay. Um. All right. Do you want to talk about anything else about Regina Snow? They get to the castle. Oh, yeah. And it's blocked by green magic. Yes. And Regina is pissed. Yeah, rightfully so. Like, this is mine. Nobody sits in my chair. Yeah, she makes a point of saying nobody sits in my throne. Nobody sits in my, or lives in my castle. She does say our castle. It's she her does say chair, our yeah. but our castle. Which is, <laughs> I, I think I brought this up too with the dark one. There's no way you would just go loot the dark castle in case Rumple is still here. Because he's going to fillet you. So either this person is very powerful or they have a death wish. Well, yeah. I mean, clearly this person is powerful because there's a very powerful protection spell around the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And for some reason, Robin doesn't seem to know anything about... Despite the fact that Sherwood Forest is real close and they can just, like, walk there, he has no idea who this person is. The story is very inconsistent about how some people seem to know a lot and some people seem to know nothing. And I would get it if these were people who had come back, but Robin's been here the whole time. Yeah. So why... And he I got, mean, I, I guess, like, Aurora and Philip are rulers. Like, they lead something. Sure. So whoever this person is may have come to them. That's true. At some point, and, like, why would they go speak to, like, man who smells like forest? I don't know. <laughs> but there's also a... Uh, flying monkeys about yeah <laughs> it's weird and he never he'd never seen one no before. i yeah it's weird because you would see that right like if that monkey's yeah. flying around the air somebody's seen that before other than that i'm, I'm good with those two i th- i actually this snow I, I like again like yeah it's like an apology from the 3a snow we're gonna get snow back to mm-hmm. her roots she's actually like doing something important well, instead of being a nag she's being like the emotional heartbeat which mm-hmm. i think is where she's good and a leader yeah yeah um, I want to talk about Neil. Yeah, and I was just gonna go Bell. there. So they want to get Rumple back. I always thought that it was Neil's idea. It did not occur to me that Bell was actually the one who wanted to get Rumple back. Oh, I mean, he also seen he brought he brought it up too. He did, but she's the one who says with a smirk, "We never saw his dagger." Yeah. So she was in on it too to get him back, yes. which does make sense. But I just I thought it played out differently and. I don't know if this happens, but can I just get, like, three episodes of the Neil and Belle adventure? Just them doing their own little side quests. And I'd love to hear the conversation between those two about, like, Neil knows Rumple of the past. Mm-hmm. And then, but that blank that he doesn't have, Belle has. And so those two comparing stories about how Rumple, even give me flashbacks where they're telling what they know about Rumple would be interesting. It would be, yes, I would love to see that. Especially because Neil now knows that his father can mm-hmm. make the right choice. Mm-hmm. And that is, like... The, that is the Rumpel that Belle knows. Well, but now Belle also sees the man that... Why Rumpel was so driven to get back to yes. him. Like, Neil is a good guy. Also, speaking of boobs. Hi, Belle. Yeah. Yeah. It's a boob-heavy episode. Yep, mm-hmm. it is. I mean, the Enchanted Forest costumes are usually pretty boob-heavy. No, Except know about for that. Snow. Aurora. Yeah, Move I guess on. that's true. She does have a... It, you don't see cleavage, but Aurora does usually... This time she's wearing a cloak. Yeah. But she usually has a pretty tight-fitting bodice. Like, you oh. can see, like, the shape of her boobs. Okay. But it's not usually, like, a cleavage dress. Like, no. I, usually the... I would say, usually the villains, you know, Maleficent, because, yes. of course, 
sexy women are always evil. Of course. And except for Belle. She's like the exception to this weird role. Even Snow actually sometimes in her fighting attire has cleavage. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, and the, I mean, she is the actress is pregnant yeah. in real life, so they had to cover cover stuff <laughs> so you couldn't see it. Because mm-hmm. this is supposed to be a year ago before she's pregnant in the show. Yeah, they had to do some camera work here. <laughs> yep. Um, they also have a conversation that is dumb as shit. Well, uh, not even them. Neil goes to Charming and Snow about... He, he heard something that Hook was talking with them about. And they were like, it's impossible. You can't cross <laughs> over without a curse. How did Neil resist the urge to go, you mean like I did a hundred years before this curse ever existed? The fuck are you Roger, talking about? There's no more magic beans. Oh my god. <laughs> also, is like Anton not here? <laughs> like I don't. I know he does, he can't just like make beans out of nothing, but I feel like he could probably grow some more beans. But like this idea that they believe only a curse. Like you're literally looking at a person who crossed over twice without a curse. He went there and back, and and I'm pretty sure he got to Neverland the only way why, why are we going back to dumb i don't know why are charming and snow dumb again i mean i i think it's less that charming and snow are dumb but just that like they're the writers have to put us in a position where there aren't just infinite ways to go to travel otherwise the stories wouldn't work i don't think the stories work if you show me infinite <laughs> ways to, like you can't show me ways to do it and then we just pretend like like we count magic beans for a reason i know i know i hear you i just I don't. You just you just have to sit you just have to sit with it, and I just have to sit with the fact that people get married without living. <laughs> you together. gotta let that go. I just can't. It doesn't make sense. They've only known each other for eight months, and they don't even live together. We, my, you and your cousin and me got engaged after like twelve months. It's not even that weird. It's crazy. And they're not young. If they were like twenty four or something, or like fresh out of college, I get it. But you know, she's got a kid already. Oh, boy. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Um, so that th- that whole conversation I thought was dumb. Also, and maybe you, I took this differently, it felt like Charming and Snow were kind of telling Neil to leave Emma alone. Yeah. Like, that's over. You need to let them move on. I'm not sh- I, I mean, I, I, think that, I think that they're telling him, you need to move on. Like, but they say give her best chance. They use that phrase. Yeah. Which implies that it is the best thing for her. That's true. That's true. Which I'm like, I never heard them. It seems like if if Charming for sure had a choice, he's putting Emma with Neil, not Hook. Yeah. I think Snow is maybe closer to the middle, though I can't imagine she wants her daughter with a pirate as opposed Mm -hmm. to Neil, the boy's father. But yeah, that, that, that conversation was just very odd to me. It was weird. Yeah. I did like the... When Robin gets to reunite with Neil and Belle. That was nice. That was that was kind of nice. Um, oh, the three of them on an adventure would be fun. It would. Uh, she treated a poor thief far better than, than he deserved, Robin says. And Neil says she does that quite a lot. Like, he, he gets her. He understands her. I would have uh, loved for them to make a little crack like, oh, you dyed your hair. <laughs> yeah. That would have been... He's like... Huh, something looks different about you and just kind of like laugh it off. I can't wait until we do Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. There's a really funny thing with that. Really? Season four, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so 
it's funny to me as much as I'm not particularly a big fan of like the charming and snow conversation that doesn't involve Regina. I actually really think Robin, Bell, and Bellfire slash Neil would be excellent. Mm-hmm. I could watch that all day. All day. Okay. Um, I think the only thing left in the Enchanted Forest is, well, our villain thing at the end, which we can get to, and then the hook and charming. Yeah, that conversation was, it felt like Hook was lying, though I couldn't tell if he was lying or he was saying, I have nothing else to do. I don't know. How did you take it? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely feeling like very despondent about losing Emma, which he like didn't have her in the first place. So I'm not sure. And like if Regina can get over dealing with Henry... Like, he can get over this. But this is also pretty new to him. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? Losing someone he no, loves? No, not losing someone he loves. Like, being with people oh, that, yeah. like, care about something. And he, like, doesn't really know how to deal with that. So he's kind of reverting back to, not necessarily, like, being an evil pirate, but he's like, ship. Ship sounds good. I like ship. I want to live on ship. I mean, him going back to his home is not as unreasonable as they made it sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're literally going back to the castle. He wants to go back yeah. to his home. The The thing I don't like, and I've said this many times, and I'll say it many times again, they are treating his loss like he has lost something like Regina losing Daniel, Snow losing Charming, Regina losing Henry. Like, a thing that you were very close to and very tight with emotionally. Like, Emma and him weren't even together. They yeah. had one kiss. It just, I, I, I don't like this hook because it's just ridiculous. Well, and he didn't. I mean, I said this at the end of the last season. It was one of my, like, missed opportunities. That the whole reason that he agreed to help them wasn't because he like wanted Emma. It wasn't just because of right. That. It but was he, part. He of that. wanted to not be alone, mm-hmm. and now he's gonna go be alone because he can't have Emma. Like I, I just don't get it. Like remember, these people like and trust him. Remember when we talked about? Um, you made a point about how like Hook, um, his vengeance cost him everything, and I was like, I think this is just who Hook is. And I think this is what we're seeing is that this is just who Hook is. Mm. He just goes off by himself like, this isn't vengeance. This is just loss. And he immediately goes and reverts back to exactly who he was, which is I want to go be a pirate. I want to be a marauding cur. I'm going to go isolate myself. You've got all the things you said you wanted. You came back for this and you threw it away because you don't get the girl. And then it gets worse. (laughs) Yeah, it does. In New York. Are we done with the enchanted? No, course? I have okay. more, but it I just it just makes sense to talk about this now. Um he she asks him why he comes back and like she's like, You came back to like save my family and he's like, I came back for you and I'm like, No, Hook, you came back to save everyone, god damn it. <laughs> One of my favorite things about having doing this podcast with you is watching you move from because when we used to argue about this, you were firmly in the hook and Emma are the greatest thing of all time. Captain Swan okay. is amazing. I definitely never said that. You absolutely defended them like you're No, life. I you're I I'm still not anti Hook and Emma. I just think that they're they're uh, avoiding Hook's character growth 
in preference of this relationship that isn't even a relationship. That you would have never said this years ago. You've moved from 100% in the light to like your, your heart is darkening when it comes to their relationship. You're towards the middle. I'm all the way on the, the far side. You're about in the 50-50 range right now. And it's moving, it's trending in my direction, which makes me very pleased because you were not this critical of them prior to us doing this. Yeah, I mean, Hook is a really interesting character, and they've made him, they've made him worse. <laughs> now he's just a lovesick puppy. Remember how um, Regina says, I can feel his smugness? That's how I feel right now. Just smugness. You can feel your own smugness? Yes. I can feel my own smugness. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, actually, maybe that is the only... Other than the villain, I'm good. Oh, yeah, the villain. Okay. We can go to that at the end since it's the end of the episode. that sounds good. New York, New York. New York. Um, Emma's got a boyfriend. His name is Walsh. (laughs) I wish that instead of the end of the last episode, I wish you had shown the beginning of this episode being Hook showing up at the door. Mm -hmm. That would have been a good season opener for me. And just, you know, because the way I thought it, going home closing perfectly right at them essentially leaving was like a fantastic end and then show hook showing up out of nowhere that would have been a cool introduction to this season like oh shit how did hook get to new york would have been a great question as opposed to like well i already know hooks in new york now Mm -hmm. yeah no i think that could have been interesting um poor emma the savior never gets a day off hold on can we talk about something she's got a boyfriend she's at a nice restaurant Uh and i'm supposed to believe that hook wearing pirate gear, walked into this restaurant and no one stopped him? I mean, it, they were outside, so he may have just walked from the sidewalk into the outside part of the restaurant. Like, he, he didn't walk through the restaurant. Do you think that kind of restaurant just lets you just walk in and it sit down? It wasn't that nice of a restaurant. <laughs> this is New York City, Roger. Anything can happen. Okay. Your boyfriend might turn into a flying monkey. No, NVD. That seems more realistic than Hook walking into a restaurant with pirate gear and no one saying a damn thing. <laughs> come on now. Like, come on now. Uh... He either looks like a dominatrix or a pirate, and neither of those things would be allowed in that restaurant. That's true. Um, we get a lot of great Emma... Um... Uh, we get a lot of great Henry in this episode. Oh, Henry is fantastic. He is like so wise beyond his years. He was so sure. He was like, he must have proposed because he took you to the restaurant where you went on your first date. And it, it was. <laughs> and she somehow didn't know this? That doesn't surprise me at all. Doesn't she have a superpower? Yeah, but like she wouldn't be. That, that wouldn't even have occurred to her. I don't think. But it occurred to a 10-year-old boy? Yeah. 11-year-old boy? Yeah, he's a real smart boy. Is she he's a real... 12 now, actually. Is he 12 now? Is she a real dumb girl? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Come on. Like, you could have seen this a mile away. He, Henry is also just so understanding and chill. Yeah. Like, Emma, Emma's like, well, like, do you like Walsh? And he's like, well, whatever. Like, it's fine. If you make me happy. He actually made a point of, like, I think he we'd be fine if it was the three of us. Yeah. Like, he seems to want to have a dad. Yeah. And he even says he's not, he knows what is wrong with Emma. Like, not everyone is like my father. Which sucks that his memory of Neil is essentially that he's a piece of shit. Yeah, I know. That really sucks. That's unfortunate. And then he sets up that whole thing. 
Like, yeah. he plans to sleep over at his friends. He texted Walsh from Emma's phone and invite him, invited him over. And he's still not even sure if his mom's going to say yes, but he's sort of, like, forcing her to make a decision. I want everyone to remember this when we get to the point where I'm supposed to believe that Henry struggles to date. <laughs> he is better than most adult males at figuring yeah. out how to do things and, like, know exactly what a woman wants. I do not believe he's ever going to struggle to date. Yeah. No way. In his grandfather is charming. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, the conversation I think she's having with Hook about, um, he says, use your superpower. And she deduces that he does not believe he's lying. But then she, in a repeat of the pilot, says, just because you believe something doesn't make it true. Yeah, she says that to Henry in the mm-hmm. car. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I also really liked after... So he's, he's definitely getting to her, even though mm-hmm. she, because she, like, needs to know. She wants to know how he, like, knows these things about her. She goes to the address. She finds the camera that has Henry's name on it. Um, and then she goes to the park to meet him. Uh, and she called the police to arrest him. Yeah. And she says that he assaulted her. And he says it's, it was just a kiss. And then she said, there, he confessed. Perfect. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I just have a hard time believing that they would actually arrest a man for kissing a woman against her will. Well, I don't. I don't think he was also stalking her. Like he broke into her secure building. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I thought when you do those things, you get elected president. Yeah, that's true. I think. Yeah, you're right. What is this world that Emma lives in? I want to move there. A fan. A fairy tale. <laughs> um. And he, she finds that picture. She gets the pictures developed in the camera. I think she always knew something was off. Yeah. Like, she knew that this was too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Because a strange man in pirate gear shows up and tells you this, and you don't immediately start questioning it. Yeah. You'd be like, you're insane, go away. Yeah. But she knows something is wrong. Which kind of like, um, was it David? Or I think it was David when he was talking to Rumpel and says, like, there was always something there even though we were cursed. So it's like, even though you have cursed memories or fake memories, there is something inside of you that is essentially trying to get out. Yeah. Um, and he Hook basically says that to her. He's like, you know that there's something wrong. Uh, and she she's still fighting it. She's fighting it. If what you're saying is true, I'd have to give up my life here, and it's pretty good. Remember when, uh, at the end of season two, you said, I really feel like Emma's embracing being the savior. Yeah, no, she's definitely not. (laughs) She's definitely not. If you meant embrace as in shoving away and running as fast as she can, yes. Um, I also like her reaction to the proposal was to walk out. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, that's very on brand for Emma. As someone who was forbidden from proposing, I get it. Like, I understand those type of women a little bit. But who the fuck just walks out? Yeah, I would probably have a pretty Brad reaction if someone surprised proposed to me. I would not like that. It would make me angry. Angry? Yeah. If you don't know me well enough to know that, you definitely shouldn't be proposing to me. Okay, I guess you should (laughs) know that after. I mean, it is... Okay. Mo, I would. I don't want to stereotype. I would say over eighty percent of women love the idea of being surprised proposed to. That's crazy. This is a thing that most guys agonize over for a long time, present company included. Yeah. All right. Well. But who walks out? Like she didn't even say like, 
I can't. I don't like surprise propose. Like, wouldn't you have a conversation and just be like, don't surprise propose to me at some point? Well, and that was the thing that was also kind of hard. He, like, really gets... He didn't understand that she wouldn't want that. But he, like, when he when she walks out, he doesn't immediately, like, freak out. Mm-mm. He's sort of like, this makes sense. This yeah. is who you are. I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> I, the conversation they have about, didn't you think it was weird that your table was done two weeks early? And she was like, your commitment to excellence. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I like that a lot. I think she does uncomfortable very well. Like, as much as I don't care for her acting most of the time, when she's in, like, an uncomfortable situation and she has to, like, deflect, I think she's really good at doing that. Mm-hmm. With, like, a joke or a barb or just, like, a, I don't... I'm not comfortable right now. Yeah. Uh, when Hook's trying to convince her to drink the potion, I did think that what it was interesting. She was trying. She was telling him like, "There's a man here that I love," and he says, "Perhaps there's a man you love in what you can't remember." And obviously, he's referring to himself, but he also might be referring to Neil. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, "It's not fair to you to be asleep." And forget about all of the things that your family and... Though, so that's an interesting point because she hasn't forgotten about Neil. She just doesn't love him. Right. Which is a... like Tal, We learned, mm-hmm. you know, Tallahassee's still canon when she goes in and finds the nightmares. Um, yeah, I... that I mean, your point entirely about Hook is like, I don't like this entire characterization as lovesick puppy. Yeah. Like, it's just... There's more... I, I want there to be more to him than this. And he just seems like something out of a trashy romance novel right now. <laughs> He's the bad boy. Do you think that Emma drinking the potion was a leap of faith? Or do you think it was based on the photo evidence? She would have never explained? done it without the photo evidence. Okay, She's yeah. still that's, the that's same That's what I woman. thought, too. I originally started writing, like, oh, she finally took a leap of faith. And I was like, no, she, like, found the camera and the photos. A leap of faith would have been doing it immediately. Yeah. She had to see something that goes, this is it. Kind of like when she touched the book the first time. Yeah. She's like, nothing else makes sense. Okay, this must be the answer. Which is unfortunate because she hasn't even learned Rumpel's lesson from when he noped the fuck out on the ship. It's like, you just need to learn to take a leap of faith sometimes. And then she realizes that she has to talk to Walsh after she's kind of like gotten all of her memories back. She's having kind of that, that nice conversation with Hook in their apartment where they're drinking, in her apartment where they're drinking rum. Um, the doorbell rings. She's like, fuck. I feel like she should have just opened the door. And just let him in? Yeah. And been like, this is my new boyfriend, the man with the hook? Well, no, just been like, this is my client, I have to go, I have to go save my family. I think that she, I think that she wanted to end it. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying, like, I have to end this with you. I don't think if, I guess if she had said, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, I, I cannot be married to you, I can't date you. It's kind of rude to do that in front of another person. I, the situation isn't a normal like, but he doesn't know that. Or does he? <laughs> well, yes, he does. But before, maybe this is after, I don't know. What I wanted, what I thought I could have was not in the cards for the savior. That's what I think she says walking out. Yeah. And I'm like, rejecting the savior. But also, like, that just sucks. It just sucks. It sucks. I, I know that I'm supposed to feel sympathetic for the fact that, like, she never gets a day off. But I'm like... That's all of them, and you're the only one who's always bitching about it. <laughs> like, you, how many times have we said, you know what would be nice if Charming and Snow didn't always nope, have to find each true. other? No, that's and true. And it's like, they're trying to position, is it like, oh, this burden has been placed upon Emma, and it's so difficult. It's like, yes, every single per character in this show has a huge burden. I think Ruby talks about it with Whale. So, like, Regina thought she was punishing us, but we had a bunch of shit uh-huh. carrying. I mean... That's true. I don't know. I, that part is just, I'm kind of an over 
letting her whine about being the savior. And it should have been one episode. And then her boyfriend turns into a monkey. Well, so they kind of position him as like the, um, this is before incels, but like the guy who can't handle rejection and then he loses his shit. Now, granted, he makes the very clear, I wish you hadn't drank that potion. So she's like, what? They do the stupid, like, how did you know information that you weren't supposed to have trope, which is, you know, I hate that. I never liked that trope. And he throws a chair. Yeah, that was really aggressive. And he that he also says, I actually kind of liked you. Yeah. Which is like, he was clearly like sent here to, yep. to pretend to be with her. It's a very good actor. Very good actor. <laughs> uh, especially for someone with a superpower. <laughs> a superpower that doesn't work isn't a superpower. That's just a belief. <laughs> Even Neil called bullshit on no, that. No, I know. Yeah. But like she believes that she has a superpower and now... Uh, just because you believe something doesn't make it true. true. That's true. And then he charges her and dives off the... Like, I know they had to do that just to get him out of the scene so they could show the monkey. But it was like, shouldn't he have been trying to tackle her? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what was it? Was his goal to kill her? What if somebody had seen that? Oh, my You're God. in New York City! <laughs> the city that never sleeps. No one saw a fucking flying monkey? I mean, come... Crazy. <sighs> and this is the ninth rate episode in the entire series, just to be clear. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not the most ridiculous thing that happens in the entire series. No! <laughs> no. Um, and now they're going to go on a trip to Storybrooke, and they're not going to tell Henry why. Well, hold on. Let's, let's not skip over the fight, where she smacks the shit out of him with a pipe. Yep. I'd like to point out, glass cannon hook. Couldn't survive one punch from Emma, but this monkey could survive a lead pipe multiple times. I mean, monkeys are stronger than humans. I mean, I've never tested this, but I mean, do they have higher damage resistance? Um, clearly, you have not seen the new Planet of the Apes movies. I monkeys wouldn't. are very strong. <laughs> they can also ride horses and shoot machine guns. <laughs> um, monkey, monkeys are stronger than humans, though. Flying monkeys? I mean, I one could only assume. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, but I, I wasn't sure. Was he trying to kill her? Was he trying to kidnap her? What was he doing? I'm not sure. I mean, we don't really understand, like, what's going on here. Like, he it's sent here, I guess, presumably by the Wicked Witch of the West, yeah. we see. But, but why? Like, and he poofs he, away at the end. Like, he, he doesn't want her to leave. I, but if that's the case, why didn't they? Why didn't he just kill her in the first place? That would have been way easier than like pretending to fall in love with her and get married. Presumably, <laughs> you have spent the night together. Let's assume that they've made tacos. They've hopefully made tacos. Do you want to get the, your rent out again? It's not that weird to propose to somebody who you're not living with. It's just not. Okay, but it's really, really weird to propose to someone that you haven't slept with. Oh, that's just stupid. <laughs> You don't buy a car without test driving it. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and also, I just don't believe the two grown adults at what other age? Uh, is she 29 now? She's probably almost 30. 29 would be almost 30. But you know, yeah. months away. Would just not be sleeping together. That's insane. So that means we know that they slept over together, which means she's asleep at some point. Unless the curse is like Regina's, where Regina just can't kill him, just kill her. Just be done with it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So it doesn't make sense. There's, there's no plan here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do like that Hook then, again, shows up, not changing. Can you just buy some clothes? Apparently not. Or steal them. You're a pirate. 
just don't understand. Yeah, and Henry just is cool with uh, skipping school. I. That's consistent. Yeah, no, that's true. Henry doesn't like to go to school. He doesn't really didn't like to go to school. He just much rather go yeah, on an adventure. True. That's true. Also, I liked the when he's playing the video game and they showed his creative character in Diablo, which I wonder how much they paid for that kind of advertising. And then the character and it flashes right to Charming, and it's almost uh huh. He's like putting the sword yeah. in the machine. But it's like the, they're wearing the same kind of coat, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh yeah. So there's something inside of him that is still kind of like uh-huh. you know, connected to Charming. Wants to be a knight. Yeah, definitely wants to be a knight. And yeah, they're going to go on an adventure, and he's cool with it. They're going back to Storybrooke, which I thought Storybrooke, the town, was gone. It was. So, okay. I mean, nobody remembers. Emma's not even sure. She goes to talk to her parents. She's not sure that they're going to remember anything. And she doesn't think that Charming does when he opens yeah, the door. Yeah, because he looks at her like, who? Well, he's just so shocked. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of share that sweet little hug. It was kind of nice. Yeah, he knows who she is. Yeah. Um, and they, the last thing they remember is being poofed out of town, like it was yesterday. They literally remember going home and that's it. And they only know that time has passed because Snow is very, very pregnant. So they've, in their brains, it went from, they left, and then they, a year later passed and they woke up? Yeah, so they've... What a weird, like... Yep. Very weird. Yeah. So... I have so many questions that we can talk about in the question portion. Sure, yeah. Do you have anything else before we talk about the witch? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, as I said, I wish that they had kept this back further. I think at the point, though, where you showed the flying monkey, it was obvious. Maybe. Like, it seems obvious to us, but yeah. they don't look like the flying monkeys from The Wizard of Oz. They I look don't know. much scarier. I So in the Enchanted Force, I didn't pick up on those flying monkey, but I knew something was flying. In New York, I was like, oh, fuck, it's a flying monkey. Yeah, I don't think I... I don't think I knew. I mean, I only knew because if you watch like any of the trailers, like I'd watched Monday Night sure. Football, they said uh, Wicked is coming to Storybrook, so they like very yeah. clearly advertised who it was. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but she wants revenge, and she needed the queen's blood, and that's that's what we know. And that her boobs are out. And that her boobs are out, obviously, because she's evil. Because she's evil. Yeah. Yes. If you dress sexy, I'm sorry, she's wicked. She's wicked, not evil. She's wicked. So you can, you, your boobs are out if you're evil, wicked, or Belle. Yep. We've got another lost character here, or another lost actress. Actress. Um, Rebecca Mater? Yeah. Also, I feel like the lost references have gone away. Maybe. We got a lot more. I mean, we got the candy bar, but remember we saw the flight in Pinocchio's backstory back in the day. Like, we saw a lot early, and then they, they kind of just went away from it. That's true. I mean, Henry did get an Apollo candy bar. Yeah. Um, at the drugstore. At drug the drugstore? Okay. Anything else? I'm good. All right. What was your favorite moment in this episode? Oh, I had to avoid talking about it because I wanted to save it for this. Why are you dressed like that? Why are you dressed like that? <laughs> that is my most ridiculous moment. Not, be- I mean, it's ridiculous for all the reasons that you said about Hook yeah. not buying new clothes. But just this, like, total juvenile, like, he just, that response, he was just like, mm-hmm. Why are you dressed like that, it's, you stupid idiot? It's how little kids would respond yeah, to each totally. other. totally. You look like an idiot. You look like an idiot. <laughs> Except for Hook's a grown-ass man who's like, what, 200 years old? Yeah. <laughs> Who can't handle the teasing of an 11-year-old, 12-year-old boy. Yep. <laughs> what does he say? He's still a little spitfire? Uh, yeah, something like that. And Henry seems suspicious of the still. Still pirate-dressed man? No, because Henry says still, like, because he's surprised oh, that yes. mm-hmm. Hook knows him or knows about him. 
Uh, my favorite moment is Regina choosing to put her heart back in. Interesting. I think that uh, it is a it is a very clear sign that her redemption. I mean, it was about Henry, mm-hmm. but it's not just about him anymore. I wish we got more struggle with that. Yeah. I wish it had been a few episodes where she's like, no, I don't. like, And even bringing up Daniel or having a conversation and then maybe a couple episodes and she goes, okay, you're right. And then I go back as opposed to just too many things wrapped up too quickly around here. Yeah. But it was a fine moment. Yeah. What's your most ridiculous moment? If two. Okay. Hook being dressed like that all the time. <laughs> Why are you dressed like that, man? Um... Stupid fucking shoes. I like that that is the part of his outfit that bothers you. I mean, Emma's shoes are also highly impractical. They drove in a car for like... Eight hours? Four, five, six. Yeah, probably eight hours. Pretty far because they, when Rumpel did it, they flew to New York. They drove to Boston and then flew to New York. Okay, gotcha. Um, But, yep. <laughs> That's a very impractical clothing to be wearing in a car for that long. My other ridiculous moment is now we decide we want more of the curse. <laughs> so we break the best thing of season one, get rid of it and go, oh, our bad. We're doing a curse again. I'm pretty sure that in the next episode, we get a like, we've lost our memories again. This is happening again. I just... <sighs> This is like the band who just wants to keep playing the hits. And like, yeah, I get it. But at some point, move on. Yep. All right. Who's your loser? I think we probably have the same one. Go. I doubt we do. Oh, I have Emma. Oh, we do. Emma Swan's a clear loser to me yeah. on this one. Uh, she just can't escape being the savior. She had to give up what she felt like was a very happy life. I mean, she has a fucking sweet-ass apartment in New York City. She has a great relationship with her son. She's a great job, and all her family's in trouble, and she has to save the world again. Um, and her boyfriend was a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> it's almost like when we say, well, and not dead. And her boyfriend was a flying monkey. An evil flying monkey. Yeah, an evil flying monkey that tried to kill her. No, that's... I. It's pretty bad. I have nothing to add to that. Emma is the loser here. Emma oh, I'm so happy you picked Emma as a loser, because you very rarely do that. I have two winners. Ooh, who are your winners? I had, a hard, I had a kind of a hard time choosing this. It's always hard in, in the early episodes because there's so much set up and there's sure. not a lot of um, stuff here. I have Regina for the reasons that I mentioned along with my favorite moment. I, I mean, she's in a bad situation, but she did not respond like you might expect the evil queen to. She's kind of like stepping up. She's uh, ready to be uh, fighting, fighting whoever got into her castle and she's going to try to be happy. And she got to meet her true love. She doesn't know that yet, but she did. It feels like you're giving her a lot of credit for things that have not happened yet. Fine. Fine. <laughs> um, my second one is Hook. Despite the fact that he never changes his clothes, uh, he had a mission and he accomplished it. Public public bathing And is someone force-fed him baloney. Um, big loss. Big loss. But he needed to get Emma to drink that potion and he did it. That one seems much more reasonable than your first one, in my opinion. At least the things happened in this episode. Uh, my winner is also Hook. Okay. I think, like you said, mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. I, I think the biggest loss for him, besides the baloney, is that his character development has been shoved into uh, wood chipper and completely murdered. Yeah. That is just going to be... He is unfortunately becoming the Hook that I can't stand. Mm-hmm. It's no longer about Hook. It is Hook as just Emma's boyfriend. Like, you might as well kill him and stuff him in the refrigerator at this point. <laughs> he is just not... 
he's not interesting anymore. And that's unfortunate because I thought there was a lot that we could have explored. But in this episode, he is good. He gets the job done. He gets tricked by the same move twice. And I'm like, dude, learn from your mistakes, man. She did this to you at the top of the beanstalk. What are you doing? Yeah, maybe he knew that she just needed to go through that, go through those motions before uh, before she'd, she'd get there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we got one day's ride from here. Sorry. I almost had a runner-up winner in Henry. But it didn't. It, it it felt more like what I said about you with Regina, where there's a lot of things coming that he's gonna like. But I but I mean, he's very perceptive in this episode. He's gonna get to go on an adventure, so it's like future state. Henry is going to be a winner because he's gonna get to do a lot of really cool things. I think he's going to be happier with. Like I, Emma hates being the savior. I think Henry loves living in Storybrooke. Henry loves living yeah. in Storybrooke. He does not like being a normal boy. Well, and I mean, when when she asks, when she tells him they're gonna go on a trip, and he says. No school, a trip with you, sold. Win. <laughs> you know what I'm curious about? For as happy as Emma is, I wonder if Henry is not happy. Huh. I mean, I he might be fine, but this isn't what Henry's always... He always wanted... He, he hated being normal. Yeah. He liked he the more. fact that he wanted more, yeah. All right. Anything else? No. I, my, my, my burning question is, how the hell is this rated so high? It's just not that good. I, I liked this episode. I think it's top ten. Things though? Up. No, top no. fifteen. I don't know. Maybe really. Uh, I don't know. This is the best. This wouldn't even be the best episode of season two for me. And I didn't like season two. Mm. Yeah, I just I I don't I'm at, this is the one thing that I was shocked about, and this is what scares me is that I said three um, A. I was scared that maybe it wasn't as good as I remember, and then we watched the first episode. I was like, oh no, this is as awesome as I remember. This episode was not that good to me. And I was like, is this season as bad as I think it is? I don't know. I think I like 3B more than you do. Yes, you definitely like 3B more than I do. Yeah. You like 4A more than I do as well. Yeah. I do not like 4A more than 3B, though. And I, my burning questions are, why did the witch need Regina's blood? What was that for? Yeah. Um, how is Regina going to deal with this loss? Oh, that's not really a burning question to me, because we know they're back. We know they're back. They're all back in the storybook. I know, but how is she going to deal with losing Henry? Like They're all back. Henry's in Storybrooke. Regina's in Storybrooke. But he doesn't remember her. Um, And who sent Hook the message? That is a burning question. Like, who told him to go find you? That is a question... I, I, I'm, I still have a lot of questions of, like, what the hell is happening right now? Like, they asked a lot of questions very, like, briefly. Like, why are Aurora and um, Philip so scared? And what the hell is going on? Are they going to go find Rumpel? Like, where the hell is he? Regina and Robin. That'll be fun to see. I can't wait to see that. Uh, yeah, Snow and Charming having a baby. That's going to be interesting. Uh-huh. I actually, I, I, I don't think we get this question answered, but Snow has a dark heart. I asked that question before. What does that mean for a baby going forward? I don't know. Yeah. Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch Season 3, Episode 13, Witch Hunt. And we will see you next time.